Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. It's been two months since widespread sexism was exposed in the craft beer industry. Today, we'll get an update on how San Diego has responded right after the news. Governor Gavin Newsom is asking Californians to voluntarily cut back on water consumption by 15% as drought conditions worsen. The governor on Thursday also expanded his regional drought state of emergency to apply to 50 California counties, or roughly 42% of the state's population. The order does not apply to San Diego and seven other counties, though everyone is being asked to conserve. The San Diego police say a motorcycle officer was intentionally hit by a car on Thursday morning while he was trying to pull over a driver in Mira Mesa. The officer was struck by a black Chrysler sedan around 10.10 a.m. A man was driving the car and there was a female passenger in the vehicle, though the driver and the car have yet to be found. The officer was treated for minor injuries at a hospital and later released. Greater San Diego County will experience a broad expanse of temperatures over the weekend. The coast will be in the high 70s, five miles inland will be in the 80s, the valleys will be in the 90s, and the mountain areas will be in the low 100s. The deserts could reach temperatures of up to 117 degrees. On May 11th of this year, Brienne Allen, a brewer from Massachusetts, turned to Instagram after a bad day at work. While she was on the job, two men had questioned her expertise, and she wondered if other women in the craft beer industry had similar experiences. It turns out they had. Thousands of stories poured in, ranging from sexism and racism to sexual assault. San Diego was mentioned more than once, and Jacob McKean, the CEO of Modern Times, stepped down from his position amid numerous allegations. Two months later, the industry is still working on this issue. Nicole Sykes is a veteran of the industry who has written about her experiences in the Union Tribune, and Veronica Beverly works at the Tap Room and is a member of a newly formed task force. Okay, so Nicole and Veronica, thank you so much for joining me today for this follow-up on women in the craft beer industry. I wanted to begin just by asking you, you know, to go back to the day that Rat Magnet's story came out, you know, news was pouring in from all over the country. What was your reaction when you first saw that? Well, it was so interesting because I was actually meeting up with a couple of women that I used to be on the Pink Boots board with, and we were meeting up at Modern Times, and this was before anything even got mentioned about modern times and it was someone who works in modern times uh, someone who works at stone and someone who brewed up in oregon so she was visiting so i kind of got us all together to just hang out and we were like oh my god have you seen brianne's instagram because we've all known her she used to run our boston chapter and they were a huge chapter for us and just were always you know, chasing after Brianne, essentially, she was always trying to do so much and was just so involved. So of course, none of us were surprised at all that this was Brianne, that this was happening with, um, in a good way, though, because she's vocal, she's outspoken, she's not afraid to stand up for herself and not afraid to stand up for other women. And that's been a trend that we've known with her for years. So None of this was surprising, but it was really interesting that we were all just sitting at Modern Times together, very naively almost, because the next day, things started being posted about Modern Times. And it was just, it just became such a huge whirlwind all of a sudden, where really people were taking notice. I mean, 
literally two weeks after that, I was just walking to dinner in my neighborhood and was waiting in line to get a slushie at Fernside. And I heard two people, a man mainly, I don't know these people. I don't know if they work in the beer industry or not talking about it in front of me, which was insane. You know, it's, I don't know how much reach it really had because obviously for me, it felt really big and important, but it really made a lot of noise. When you started reading some of those accounts, did they resonate with you? Have you had similar experiences? You know, it it started so innocuously. And I know that word, I used it in my essay. I I know that it's been thrown around a lot when it's been talked about, but she just experienced the most minor misogynistic comment, which happens so often to so many women in the beer industry, just the dumbest, most sexist things that come out of people's mouth. And unfortunately, you just have to laugh them off because that's, you know, you're working and unfortunately, you know, you don't want to make people uncomfortable, which is hilarious because they're making you uncomfortable. And it just, it really snowballed because I, you know, obviously I can relate with a lot of the shit that people, I'm sorry, things that people were talking about and writing in about and then it turned really dark and I guess it was pretty upsetting because some of the most upsetting stories I've heard firsthand uh one of the stories was a friend of mine and I was there and I was there that night and the aftermath of it and it it just it was really hard to relive a lot of these things um and it And unfortunately, I just couldn't stop reading them, even though it was really uncomfortable and it was really painful. It it just felt very necessary to be in those feelings with these women, because we've all experienced a lot of the same things. And, you know, unfortunately, like I wrote in my op-ed piece, you know, I was sexually assaulted by a coworker after hours. And that's one of those dark things that you don't wish upon anybody. And unfortunately, I think a lot more women could relate to the really deep, dark stories more than they would have liked to. I just wanted to say, you know, I'm sorry that you had that experience, but, you know, thank you for sharing it here. I know that it can't can't be easy, but it is important. Veronica, what was your reaction when the story broke? When I first saw the stories start to trickle out, on Instagram, I can't say that I was entirely surprised coming from a background in the hospitality industry. And as Nicole said, women largely have become accustomed to dealing with so many microaggressions on a daily basis uh, that in some ways it wasn't surprising at all that that would rear its head in the beer industry as well. Um, So it was definitely sad for me to see that there were stories coming out of San Diego because I thought that we were better than that here. But it just goes to show that this really is such a blanket issue. Um, Well, I mean, since then, you know, I know that there's been some like meetups, you've established a task force, which I want to ask you about, but I mean, have you seen real changes in the industry here locally since then? 
I would love to give a huge shout out to Pure Project Brewing because they immediately enacted a code of conduct that is not only for their employees, but it's also for customers who are coming in. And I think it's really easy to focus on the part of this that affects so many people who are working in the beer industry. But unfortunately, the reality is that a lot of the issues are customer facing. So it's either because of an interaction you're having with a patron or it's patrons having interactions with each other. And I think they were really quick to acknowledge that and make sure that it's a safe space for everybody who walks in their door, which I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's another question I've had is it's kind of faded from the mainstream news cycle at this point. But I mean, is it still front of mind, you know, here in the local industry? Literally every single day I look on my Instagram and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, Brianne is posting stories or I'm hoping that the Embolden Act advanced Instagram is posting stories. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think that there are some issues behind closed doors that are kind of preventing them from posting more stories, which I totally understand because it's gained so much attention. I think it's a little bit more sensitive now, which is great. However, I really wish people's stories were still being shared because I know they're out there. I know they're still being sent. And I really want people to continue to learn about these people that they put on pedestals for no reason other than they do a job. So Nicole, Veronica, you guys have both started or you've both been a part of starting a task force here in San Diego, you know, that's meant to address this issue. Nicole, what can you tell me about it? So initially, Laura and I, who were on the board for Pink Boots, were no longer. We put together a couple of forums and the first two were just for women. Uh, the first one was pretty unstructured. The second one was a little more structured. And then the third one we actually took a template from Lady Justice Brewing in Denver. They did a phenomenal meeting and had so much prepared for us. So the third installment of this forum, we actually invited men to be a part of it. And the intent of this meeting, it was very planned out. There really wasn't a lot of space for people to talk and tell stories. We've had enough of that. You know, it had been nearly a month since all this started happening, everybody was getting named, all these stories were coming out. So by the third time when it rolled around, we had a big plan. And the main part of that was we wanted to create a task force. And at that third forum, we had probably around 60, 70 people and a lot of men show up, which was really impressive. I think that took a lot of guts for some people because this is such a sensitive thing right now. And everybody broke out into group work. And eventually we came up with three action items that we wanted our task force and our committee to go to town with basically. Uh, and Veronica, you've been really great. You've really stepped up. You've been at all these meetings. You've been really vocal and you've had so many great things to say. So I'm so excited that you, <laughs> you know, you're on the task force with us. Um, I know you guys have had two meetings so far, but What's been going on with the task force? I actually have not gotten to go to either. So I'm really curious, like what's going on with it? 
Yeah, the task force is really an exciting endeavor that we're embarking on right now. It's something that's new to most of us that are on this committee, um, but it, we're all a part of this task force because this issue is so deeply rooted for each of us in different for different reasons. And one of the things that's been so helpful um, with having these meetings and assembling this task force is opening up our resources and really being able to access more resources and assistance in getting progress to happen in San Diego, uh, including uh, we have the founder of the Not Me app, which is a an anonymous app that employees or really anyone can utilize to anonymously report misconduct in a workplace. Um, this gentleman is a former employment lawyer, um, so he's got a lot of valuable insight and resources to share with our task force. So that's really helped us be able to look forward towards our goals. And the goals that we hope to accomplish with this task force are to bring awareness to the community on you know what what really constitutes aggressive abusive a behavior you know where to draw the line well you know san diego is such a, a big fixture an important city in the craft beer scene i mean do you feel like the world is watching something i've always found really interesting is all the other guilds in the country look to san diego We've always been leaders in the craft beer industry. You know, we've been a big beer town for a number of years. We've had a lot of top production breweries in San Diego for a while. And I really hope that our task force can really set the tone for what other towns are going to do and how we're all going to work together as communities to keep each other safe. What more is needed going forward? I read so many articles saying, you know, small breweries need to have HR or we need more allies <laughs> or this, that, and the other. I mean, in your opinion, Nicole, what more is needed? <laughs> yeah, HR is a really big thing. I was talking to someone today, actually, and it's like, oh, well, why don't you just go report it to HR? Okay, well, there's seven of us that work at this brewery and my boss is the one harassing us and he's essentially HR. So where do you go from there? And actually what's really cool is there, the app, the not me app, he's actually designing something brewery specific for us, which is so great. And it can be used by customers too. So I really hope that people dig into resources like that because you can log in and you can choose to be anonymous. You can choose to have your name attached to it and you report it right then and there. And it goes to somebody to handle it which is so unique. So if you're a customer and you're sitting in the tap room and you feel uncomfortable, you can log in, you can say where you are, uh, you can say what is making you uncomfortable, is someone visually harassing you, what are they doing? Uh, you, know, you can get as specific as you want or non-specific and someone is gonna be there to help make sure you're safe. And on the other end of that, if you are at work and something is happening, you can quickly go into the app and report it. So there are really great tools that are coming to light right now. So I know the task force is really gonna work hard to share those with breweries. And we wanna make sure that we can promote 
who is actually doing the work here in our community. And Veronica, if the task force does everything it's intended to do, you know, what will San Diego's uh, brewing scene look like in the future? We're really looking to return our local brewing community to that of an inclusive community. I think most of us were attracted to this field and this industry because we're out of the box thinkers, we're creative types, we're craftsmen, we're artists, we're scientists. And everyone deserves safety in their workplace on all accounts. Everyone deserves to be able to move about freely within their lives, socialize, go to venues that they'd like to go to without fear of being harassed or you should be able to have a on wherever you want and not worry about someone taking advantage of you. Exactly. Yeah. So the the yeah, so that's exactly right. Our task force is really aiming to set an example for raising awareness and creating accountability in order to establish that sort of safety because what I've seen as a reaction in the local community since this movement, so to speak, has taken off is a lot of men are responding, I had no idea, this is the first time hearing of it. Or you have, as Nicole mentioned previously, those you know diehards that will say, yeah, well, they still make great beer and I love it yeah, well, it didn't happen to me. And really, we've come this far in the, in the world and had to retrain a lot of our behaviors and thought processes as a global society throughout a pandemic. So to be able to create that awareness and accountability to have people second guess, you know, their reactions, their choice of words, their attitudes, towards certain people or certain situations, really just step one. And the more noise that we create behind this, the more awareness there will be. When people are aware, they can be held accountable. You can read Nicole's essay online at sandiegouniontribune.com slash opinion. You can also find more news online at sandiegouniontribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.